This is episode 49 with Poppy Livers. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer turned personal trainer and coach. Each week, it is my goal to bring you a unique story of an elite athlete's mindset to help you unlock and discover your life's potential. Today, I sit down with Poppy Livers, former collegiate and pro football wide receiver turned personal trainer. His motto, get better or get beat, is more than just a motto, actually. Poppy is the epitome of someone who lives by what he talks about, something that's really rare to come by these days. When I first came across his work, I was blown away and I knew right away that I actually had to talk with him and get the full story. He's got a heck of a story behind his brand and I can't wait to share it with you all. We talk about his beginnings in the sport of football, how Get Better or Get Beat became a way of life for him, and how we can all apply that into our own lifestyles, not just when it comes to doing physical work. So please, welcome on Poppy. Well, Poppy, thanks so much for joining. Um, mm-hmm. I do have to preface this. I am actually a blue hen. I went to University of Delaware. So oh, man. Apparently, we're rivals. Uh, although, <laughs> if you look at the record, I don't think it's a rivalry in the recent history here. But <laughs> I thought that was a small connection when I... No, that's super cool. That's, that's dope. <laughs> Delaware, wow. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's funny. I would always give Villanova a hard time. One of my coaches growing up actually went there and swam there. My background's as a swimmer and I would give him a hard time about basketball and how, how bad you guys were. Obviously that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But talk to me about your experience at Nova. I mean, you walked on freshman year and what happened? What happened? Man. So this, yeah, but uh, true building up to Villanova was it was tough. Uh, again, I moved out at fourteen, out of my house at fourteen. Um, something that kind of like saved me uh, was the Boys and Girls Club. I always tell people that that uh, they they saved my life pretty much. Um, my mom didn't really pressure me into getting into sports or anything, but at the Boys and Girls Club, um, that's pretty much all I did. They they forced they didn't force us, but they kind of like gave us the opportunities to play basketball, football, kickball, bait, whatever we wanted to do at the Boys and Girls that we can do. Um, unfortunately, I was a kid that couldn't afford any of the sports, like the travel team stuff. But um, you know how it works in the athletic world. If, you, if you're really good or something, there's always there, – you can always find a way to get away with stuff, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, the coaches kind of, like, reached out to my mom saying, hey, we're signing your son up. My mom, you know, said, oh, we can't really afford that. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it for you just make sure he's there kind of deal. And, you know, I always showed up to, to play because it was fun for me. Um, it didn't start getting serious until uh, I got to high school. And um, my freshman year, I played, uh, I thought I was going to play freshman, ended up playing JV, got MVP and got all these accolades. But then something big happened, which was my mom. She ended up uh, taking a job in Utah when I was 14. And she said, hey, we're going to move or, you know, you can stay. I went to a, a public school. And then I ended up going to – had an opportunity to go to St. Francis in Mountain View, a private school, where um, I could either stay and go there to Mountain View or I could move with my mom. So I, uh, it was a tough decision, but my mom and I decided that for my future, it would be good for me to stay at St. Francis, go to a better school, better academics. So I ended up moving in with my quarterback and his family, and um, they took me in. It was kind of like the blind side kind of story before the blind side came out. Um, so I ended up going there, uh, excelling again in sports and still didn't really take it serious, like as to play in college until, you know, I ended up getting like junior of the year. I was getting in newspapers and 
coaches were coming to see me our senior year we ended up going to states we ended up losing which was dumb but anyways <laughs> um I didn't take it serious until like coaches started like really showing interest in me and then um my senior year I didn't get any offers they said I was too small but I was like wide receiver of the year and again all these awards and accolades we were number two in our in our state or whatever so it was uh it was a tough decision for me to make it to go to um valley forge military academy it was a uh what is it your fifth year senior mm -hmm. so i don't know if a lot of people know about that but i ended up deciding to go to valley forge military academy before i went to villanova because i wanted more looks and more opportunities to play because now like since coaches started taking it serious for me i started taking it serious for myself and i was like you know what i can do this like they wouldn't tell me i can do it if i couldn't and it's just about finding that inner confidence within myself um so i ended up going there uh, still no offers. Uh, we were undefeated. Number, I got a ring. We were uh, number one prep school in the country. They just told me I was too small. Villanova came to see me, Rutgers, uh, UConn, all these schools, Temple. But they were just like, yeah, you're too small. You're very talented. But, um, you know, maybe you should go the junior college route. And, like, if I wanted to do that, I would do that at high school, you know. <laughs> so um, I ended up saying, you know what, screw it. My family who played in the NFL and my uncles who coach in the NFL now, they're like, you know what, you're better than a D2 school. You're better than a junior college, so just walk on somewhere. I didn't know what that meant, but I talked to Villanova. They offered me a walk-on. I talked to Boise. They offered me a walk-on. A couple other schools offered me walk-ons, and I was just like, what, like, what does that mean? They're like – and what, they, what it means is we think – they, they say that they want you, but you're not good enough for a scholarship, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. So I was just like, ah, you know what, screw it. Villanova was up the road. Um, we have a little history of Villanova with my grandfather going there. So I was like, you know what, I'll go to Villanova. It's a D1 school. I think I could play here. And I ended up going there. Uh, my first day, I called my mom. I was like, Mom, I want to be here. <laughs> I, I was like, this sucks. I was like, no one likes me. They said I'm too small. They said I'm never going to play. Um, I don't want to do it, but she talked me into staying for a week. I stuck it out for a week. Um, and once, once I got on the field, it was just like, I, I was, it was a mind game. And I was in my head, like people were telling me, you can't be here. Coaches were telling me I'm too small. I'm never going to play. So in my, my brain kept playing that over and over and over until I got on the field. And I was like, what do you mean? I can't be here. I'm better. That's the get better to get be mentality. Like, there's no receiver out here that is running better routes than me. There's no receiver out here that is quicker than me, faster than me, catching better than me. Like, that was just my mindset. And as time went on, like, I ended up playing a couple games as a freshman. Um, and it, it wasn't until my sophomore year until I earned my scholarship. Uh, we played in the Georgia Dome against Georgia State, and I ran a punt back, and no one's done that in 30 32 years, I think, under Andy Talley. And, like, they had Brian Westbrook, Brian Finneran, Matt Caesar, all these big-time, like, guys go through Villanova in 32 years and no one's returned to punt. I ended up doing it. So after that season, he called me in his office and said, congratulations. And I was like, congratulations for what, coach? I thought he was talking about the punt return, good season. He was like, no, congratulations. Uh, you earned yourself a scholarship. And I was like, are you serious? And he was just like, yeah, man, how do you feel? And I broke down. I was crying. Uh, ended up calling my mom and told her and it was just it was huge for me because I felt like I deserved one as a freshman um but after that like I just I felt like I just stepped on the gas even more so like my junior year I ended up uh, being the leading receiver and then my senior year they named me captain and like that was like another huge moment for me from 
you know, takes me back to freshman year, takes me back to high school, all these people telling you you're too small, you can't do it. Even the coaches at Villanova who told me I couldn't play there, named me captain, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I know it's players' votes, but at the end of the day, we know it's up to the coaches to make that decision Mm -hmm. of who the captain should be. So um, once I, like, felt that respect earned from them, I just – I just felt like I was unstoppable. <laughs> so, like, going into my freshman – I mean, my senior year um, against Syracuse, I ran another punt back, made Sports Center top ten, number two. Um, the next game, I uh, almost ran another punt back. I think I had, like, a 25, 30-yard or, like, one tackle away from breaking one. And then they stopped punting it to me. Um, so, then I, uh, <laughs> then I started, uh, you know, just doing it at receiver. So, I ended up – I think I finished the season with, like, 11 touchdowns at receiver at 5'7" from the guy who said they couldn't play is the guy that they count on, you know? So um, it took, it took a long time for me to find that confidence and uh, in myself, you know, cause people kept telling me what I couldn't do. And then I, and then once I figured that, you know what, you could, you could keep telling me all this stuff, but you're not playing for me. You're not running these routes for me. You're not the one waking up at five thirty in the morning. You're not the first one on the field. I'm doing all that. I'm the one putting the work in. I'm the one that, is grinding. I'm the one that moved out, you know, at 14. I, I, I wanted this life. <laughs> so I uh, kind of just, once I, once I found that mentality, I was just like, you know what, there's no stopping. <laughs> Dude, I think I, I thought I knew your story before this, before we hopped on <laughs> this, but there's so much beauty in what you just said, because you have an incredible journey. It's incredible. Yeah, man. It's like, crazy. So many twists and turns. And I think the biggest takeaway is you, the real shift came when you were able to trust yourself and really yeah. dive into that confidence that you have there. How did you juggle the, like on one end you have accolades in high school, right? Like people are telling you yeah. receiver of the year, you're, you're a baller, you're doing it. And then right. you have these authority figures and coaches telling you, yeah, but like, you're really not that tall. Like <laughs> the position you picked, like, I don't know, man, like it's not going to work out for you. How'd you juggle the two? Yeah, it was, it was, man, it was tough. It was, I, I got a lot of, maybe you should play defense or maybe you should do this or maybe you should do that. And, and it goes back to, again, people can only tell you what they think or how, you know, how they feel, but they can't do it for you. And, and, and again, saying it very humbly and with confidence now, like I, at the time when I was playing, I didn't like, you tell me that I could play defense, but if I was on defense, I wouldn't want to go against me because that's how confident I was in my offense, you know, like, I'm like, you know what, like, no one stopped me when I'm running these routes. No one, you know what I mean? So that's, again, it was just my mentality. And I felt like it was, it, it was so like low <laughs> coming out of high school because all of these coaches tell me what I couldn't do. And it was just like, I was just like, man, like I always questioned myself and it sucked. And like to juggle it, it, it was always like, man, like, they're telling me I can't do this, but I'm doing it. Like, what, like, what, what do you mean I can't do this? What do you, I, I had three touchdowns today. What do you talk? You came and seen that. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't for fake. It happened, you know? So it was, um, it was tough. It was tough because there was, I felt like there was nothing I can do to, to prove it to them. I'm like, coach, I ain't growing, but you, you have someone who's going to outwork everybody. I promise you, I will be. And like, literally since my freshman year, I have a college, coach that was um there since my freshman year who's now the um strength coach at Ohio State he was like yo man like since your freshman year you were the first one on the field like catching you know tennis balls and catching uh, off the jug machine before everybody and, and it, it wasn't to to like 
think I'm better than anybody else. That's just mm-hmm. who I was. Like, yo, man, I want to get ready for practice. I want to be ready. I want to be warm. I don't need to take a nap before practice. We're about to practice. Like, and I always wanted to practice hard. Like, I even had a coach tell me one time, like, we had to wear heart monitors. He's like, yo, man, you're, you're practicing like we're playing a game. Like, slow it down. I'm like, coach, man, I got one gear, bro. Let's go. Like, this, that, that's who I am. You know what I mean? So this is this is what you're going to get in practice. This is what you're going to get in the game. This is what you're going to get off the field. Like, this is just who I am, right? So, and, like, these are real stories, you know? And um, going I, – I've, I've told this story before in my podcast, and I'll say it super fast, but through the story I just told you, one of the coaches who told me I couldn't um, – I wasn't ever going to play at Villanova, there was a rumor that went on my freshman year saying that I, someone said that I said, if everyone worked as hard as me, then we'd be champions. So that got to coaches that got to the strength coach, which was a slap in the face. And he was the number one strength coach in the country prior to me coming in after my freshman year, he went to the jets. That's how good he was. So like, (laughs) so he felt like who the hell does this guy think he is? Right. They called me out and everything. Long story short, teammates wanted to fight me guys. No one respected me until I earned my scholarship. No one knew I wasn't on scholarship. And that's another thing. Like, once you get to college, like, bro, who cares who's on scholarship, man? Mm-hmm. We're on one team, and we and we got one goal, and that's to win. Like, I don't care. I don't care if you're the number one high school player in Texas and Miami. It don't matter. We're we're on a team now. Like, l- let's put it together. So, anyways, fast forwarding through that story, my senior year, he comes up to me after our season. We ended up losing in the quarter quarterfinals, but one of the best seasons at Villanova. We went eleven and three. With me being captain, he goes, um, "Hey, man, I gotta know." Uh, I'm like, what's up, coach? He said, he said, your freshman year, did you say that if everyone worked as hard as you, that we'd be champions? I was like, man, coach, I said, honest to God, I'm a man of my word. I did not say that. And he, and he looked at me and he said, man, I wish you said that because if everyone worked as hard as you, we'd be champions every year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, man, like, I wish I said that now, you know what I mean? But that, it, that's what my mindset was mm-hmm. like, man, if we can get everyone working hard and didn't even have to be as hard as me just everyone working hard for themselves and just obviously for the team then we would be champs you know so but again that was another uh learning and a great experience for me to hear that from him you know (laughs) yeah man I mean I love that mentality I love that mindset because it resonates a lot with me and my story right yeah I went through a very similar thing in in swimming and it's off-putting sometimes to some people when they see that work ethic. They see, like, I'm sure people see, like, your Instagram and your social media now, and they're like, I don't, do I need to work that hard? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> I don't know about all that. Like, it's, yeah. it's not for everyone, and I totally get that. I totally get that. But being a champion is not for everyone, too. You exactly. Know what I mean? hey, so, <laughs> you said it. You said it. You that's, know, someone, um, someone I, not, to, not to cut you off, someone yeah. the other day – I was on a, I was on live and we were playing Jenga. Jenga. We were playing a game of Jenga, you know? And, like, I'm such a competitive person. And, like, I love having fun. Like, when you see my page or anything I'm doing, like, yeah, I'm working hard, but I'm having fun, man. I love doing it. I love grinding. I love I, – I just love it. So, like, we started playing Jenga and, like, here it goes. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm drinking, you know, a little drink. And I'm just like, yo, man, like, you're going to lose, right? Like, you're going to lose. It's going to happen. And I'm talking mess. And then someone in the uh, live says, yo, man, Poppy, chill out. It's just a game. And I said, listen, we can't be friends. <laughs> because if it's just a game to you, then, then it, you don't care that much. <laughs> but, like, and that's 
And I guess, like, that's how I felt like some of my I, – I love my teammates, every one of them. But, like, I felt like the mentality wasn't there sometimes because they would joke about me going on the field first. Like, yo, Poppy, there's 30 minutes left. There's 30 minutes till practice, man. You should be on the field right now catching. And I'm just like, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm about to be out there, right? And, like, and, and like, and it was funny to them, man. It was funny to them until they saw me earn a scholarship, until they saw me become a captain, until they saw me get called by the 49ers, until they saw me go play overseas and play pro uh, arena ball for the soul. You know, like, it was, a, it was funny then, but, like, it's not funny no more when I'm doing what I, you know, what I set out to do. You know, so it, it's, just, it's, it's crazy. Like you said, man, it's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah, man, I love it. I was the first one in the pool, practice, meet, warm up. It didn't matter. I wanted to be the first one in because I wanted to show up and be like, hey, look, I'm going to, I'm going to, I need all the time that I need to like, and I want to lead by example. Yeah. So that resonates with me, dude. I, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I, I man, love you your, feel it. I, feel it. <laughs> I love your new mantra here, or maybe it's not new. Maybe it's been part of your whole life. Uh, yeah. Get better, get, get beat when did that really start to embody the way of your thinking and more importantly the way of you just being because i think it's it's genuine it's genuine and it's authentically you when did yeah. you discover this <laughs> so um it, it's whew, it was early 2000 i don't know let me say late 2010 i um i graduated high school with no idea what i was gonna do I didn't know if I was going to go to junior college. I didn't know if I was going to go walk on somewhere, prep school. It was all up in the air. But one of my uncles um, who was playing in the NFL at the time, um, I was fortunate enough after high school to go train with him in Miami when he was on the Dolphins. And um, during that time, it just brought me back to, like, what I know and what I love. I mean, it's grinding, running routes, uh, working out, just – going against NFL DBs and any kid I see in the park, yo, man, line it up, you know, like, like, let's just go. Don't matter who you are. I don't five star recruit. Don't, don't matter. Let's go. Me and you. Right. And, and it just went back to that. Like, yo, man, like either I'm going to let me not getting a scholarship or no schools, you know, reaching out to me, bring me down, or I'm going to go to Miami with my uncle and just train and get better. But if I and then I feel like if I didn't, I would I would have I would have been defeating myself. You know, I'd have been beat. Like I would have just been like I would have found a regular job and I would have just stopped doing what I love. But um, thankfully, you know, he flew me out there and we ended up just training for I I, I want to say like two months in Miami. We flew back to San Diego, trained in California, and like it was just grind every day. And like it was, he would just tell me all the time, "Yo, man." If you ain't getting better, there's someone else out there getting better than you. You didn't get on scholarship, right? Why do you think you – like, you know, it was, a, it was a lot of hard times because he was, you know, tough on me saying, like, why do you think you didn't get on scholarship? You ain't working hard enough. I'm like, man, I'm doing – man, I was the number one receiver. Like, I was, you know, what do you mean I ain't working hard enough? And it just – and it sucked. But I, would, I was – we were doing everything. We were traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast, just training, training, training until I – finally decided that I was going to go to a prep school. And honestly, I feel like I could have walked on at Villanova right after training in Miami and, and, and still been successful. But I just, I wanted a scholarship. I felt like I needed one, but like, now I hate that word. Like I, you, like people talk about their kids having a scholarship and, and who's to say, I'm not going to have a son someday and be proud that he gets a scholarship, you know, like that's the goal, right. To go to school for free. But right now you say that word and that means nothing to me. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Five-star recruit, four-star recruit, 
recruit scholarships since freshman year, that don't mean nothing. Step on the field, show me what you can do. <laughs> because that's, that's what I had to do. And like, I, I've been a part of teams where there's kids on scholarships that, that never played. And there's a, there's a kid that's on scholarship in front of me, but like, yo man, I'm right here. I'm playing too. Like, let's go. Like it, it means, it means nothing, but it, it means a lot at the same time. You know, it's nice to be able to go to school for free. And that's the goal. Again, that's the goal. I just hate the word because the road that I went <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like every, I feel like it, it's better to earn it. Man. I feel like it's way. And, and, and yeah, they have, I don't know. <laughs> Again, it's weird because these kids have earned it, you know, mm-hmm. through, you know, high school and the hard work and stuff. But I just, just the, the road that I went through, I felt like I, I, re- I appreciated it more. I don't so. think you'd be the person you are right now today if you yeah. were given that scholarship out of high school. Yeah. yeah. So, you know and then there mean? would be no get better. There would be no get better to get beat. So, exactly. so, but that's, but that's where it started. It started in late 2010 when I was training in Miami. My uncle, uh, he, he, we would always say it like before it was what it is now. Like uh, he was always like, yo man, we wake up, we would wake up at like four or five and train three times a day. Like, yo man, get better to get beat. I mean, he's in the NFL. It's off season. He don't care. He's eating good and just training. Right. So, and he's just like, yo, man, get better, get beat, Pop. Like, we would go to the gym at 2 in the morning. Yo, get better, get beat. I'm like, man, he's like, you ain't sleeping, right? Let's go then. Let's go to the gym. Let's work out. So I'm just like, dang, man. So And then and that's what it was. And then going into prep school, yo, man, how you guys do? Do you guys win? He's like, yep, get better, get beat, man. So, like, we just – it's just been that since 2010. And we have old videos we were talking about and watching just to see, like, where I'm at now and, like, things I've accomplished. And he's just like, man, like, it was always get better to get beat, but now get better to get beat is like, it's bigger than what it says. It's the, it's the story, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's what we're talking about now. It's what led up to, to get better to get beat is what it means. And now it's actually like, we, we have it patented, we have it trademarked. Um, it's a, sorry, there's a jet flying by. I'm in Utah. <laughs> but um, there's a trademark on it. Uh, it's actually a nonprofit. We're getting ready to launch a website soon. And we want to be able to um, give back to athletes that can't afford training with us. You know, we want to be able to help train all kinds of, and not just athletes, you know, mm-hmm. not just athletes, every, every and anybody, but it, we're going to, it's a program to where you guys can come and get better <laughs> or get beat. And um, eventually we want to be able to uh, give scholarships to kids, you know, who excel in the program and all the good stuff. There's virtual stuff now that we're working on during this time, but, but it's, it's way bigger than what people just see, get better, get beat, like just the name. Yeah. I love that you have been able to find a way to take your passion and your mantra and mm-hmm. build it into something that is so much more than just <laughs> your thing. Like, yeah, it's you, it's you. And that's why it works. But now you're, you're putting it out there for everyone to see and mm-hmm. everyone can buy into that and be a part of it. And I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm excited about it. Um, I don't, I don't know if you seen on my page, I work with 10,000 and, mm-hmm. um, so 10,000 is a brand that, uh, reached out to me. I want to say seven months ago now, I've been with them for seven months and, um, they got to know me throughout the seven months and really just get to, they got to know, know me as a person rather than just like how I train and mm-hmm. how I work out. And that's what I loved about them. And, um, just this month, was it this month? Yeah, I think. No, 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 last month they just launched uh, GBGB on their clothes, and I and it was man, it was so huge for me. I thought it was like super cool. I never thought anything like that can happen. Like my brand getting put on someone's clothes and just 
them doing a super like launch and a whole website for it. It was really cool for them to be able to like believe in my vision. So full circle, they reached out to me like two, three months ago, based off there we go. IG stuff. I'm not at your level yet. They haven't, <laughs> there's no clothing line with them yet, <laughs> but it's coming through them was how I found you. And I saw your, that exact line and was like, mm-hmm. I don't know who this guy is, but I need to know Poppy because like, Oh my God, this is an awesome brand. Yeah. It's so cool how like we can get brought together like through like companies and like social media and, and share similar stories, man. It's crazy. It's super cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. Uh, and I think just a few more questions here for you. You really figured all this out for yourself. You had some guiding people in your life, but really ultimately mm-hmm. it just clicked for you. Yeah. And now you're bringing that business mentality here. I guess you already talked about what is next for it, but let's talk about the virtual training side of things. Where do you think the fitness industry is going right now, given our current setting? I, sw- I, I promise you, I wake up every day asking myself that. <laughs> I wake up every day wondering if something's going to get shut down or if you're not going to be able to even be outside in the parks, like I'm always like questioning that. But what I have done is um, I've tried to like guide, you know, guide people towards my page to see that I am doing live, you know, workouts, which I have one tonight. Um, I do these live, like train like an athlete classes where when this started, like it's so dumb that we're talking like the normal now when COVID has started, um, it was hard for me to like train at home. Like I was just like, bro, there's no way there's like, I sleep in here. Like there's no way I'm training in here, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it took me, it took me uh, like a week or so. I I see my wife grinding every morning and she's sweating and I'm just like, man, like screw that. She ain't about to get better than me. Hold up. (laughs) You know? And then it goes back to my mindset. I'm like, heck no. So then I started training a little bit with her and got more and more into it. And then you know, three, four, 600 calories later in one workout at home, I'm like, hold up, man, I'm grinding here, right? So then I, I, I launched, you know, train like an athlete uh, classes live on Zoom. She has a sweat class live on Zoom. Um, once I got into that and I started like training athletes and actually moving and jumping and doing footwork in the house, I'm like, man, we can do this, guys. And I ended up signing like I had like I have a couple most of my people right now are girls, like the girls are grinding more than the guys. I feel like Again, maybe it's maybe they have my mentality, like I don't need to train at home or I'm not gonna work out and sweating. So like we um I ended up signing like twenty-five athletes up from Germany, the basketball team. Um I have a couple uh few actually a few softball teams out on the east coast back where I lived in uh Jersey and in PA. And then I just have like scattered athletes, like um some volleyball girls, different softball girls from different teams that see my page and I, I'm always like trying to show that I'm teaching these classes I always posted on my page to let people know like yo it's here if you're you know if you guys want to hop in a class and check it out so but um, I think that I don't know I feel like the industry is going a lot online and I feel like it's it's important to build an online platform for uh, trainers because who know like if there's no gym what are you going to do you know Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta, you gotta find like another way. And that's, it, it goes, it takes me back to like football. Like, dang, I can't have a scholarship. Then I got to find another way, <laughs> you know, I can't train in the gym. I got to find another way. So, and that's kind of like what I did. 
Yeah, I think what's really cool about the opportunity in the fitness space right now is mm-hmm. that like you don't have to be in the same physical location as yeah, someone that you want to train with. Like if someone's listening and your message and your style of training really resonates with them. Yeah. It doesn't matter that they're not, you're in Utah, right? Like, yeah, I'm in Utah and I have like most of my clients are in the, I mean, we, I have some here now, some athletes and stuff. I've only been here like a month and a half, but mm-hmm. on my page, I've been training a couple, like a few athletes out in the sand, like on Saturdays. But, um, most of my people are like out in the East coast, some in California and like, and, and this is me not saying it's them. They're like, I, man, I'm working out better at home than I did in the gym. And, and it's because like we do, I see you, you know, I get to see mm-hmm. you training. Like, you're not going to slack, like, yo, get up, get up. <laughs> you know, like just cause I'm not there doesn't mean you're going to sit down. Right. <laughs> like we got the next set. Let's go. <laughs> so yeah. When once you get they, over once people, Yeah. Once people get over that in their, in their head, and realize that, you know, we're actually, we actually care and we can, I feel like it's even more personal than like being mm-hmm. in the gym. There's no distractions. Yeah. And I mean, so. most of the time like this, like I'm inviting you into my home more or less, yeah. like the same for you. It's, it's a personal level that doesn't really exist um, before that. And yeah. it is cool. I like how you're able to schedule it literally like whenever kind yeah. of deal like you don't have to factor in drive time and stuff like that like no, you're convenient <laughs> used to. um well there's one thing i want to touch on about the get better and get beat and i think why it really resonates with me is mm-hmm. you might be able to say the same i've always like thrived off of the feeling of knowing that when if i'm working at like early hours or like off-season work like august was a huge off-season um, month for swimming yeah and like, I realized I can make the biggest changes in my performance when I like focused on that time mm-hmm. because I could either get better or I could be sleeping and be getting beat by someone. Is that a yeah. fair like assessment of kind of how you feel with that mentality? No, very, 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 very fair. And now it, it's crazy because we talk about it. My wife and I talked about it this morning. I promise you, before we went to go run our dog, um, we told ourselves, I was like, man, when's the last time we, we, we rested? Like, when's the last time we took a rest? <laughs> like, when's the last time we didn't do anything? Mm-hmm. And I feel like during this time, if, if you're not, if you're not doing something, you're, you're, you're literally going to brainwash yourself. Like, I feel like if I feel like, I feel like it's important to move every day to do something like you don't have to lift weights every day or do some crazy you know, hit cardio workout every day, but just go walk your dog if you have a dog or even just you go on a walk and just clear your mind. Like the more normal things that I can do instead of just staying in my house, I feel like it, it keeps me sane. Mm-hmm. And then again, like, I, I don't know why <laughs> it's just my mindset. I'm like, man, I got to be today. Like I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do something. <laughs> so like, it just like you hit it right on the button. Like I felt like, I feel like that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I crave that feeling a lot of times and for better or for worse, you know. Yeah. It's led it's to overtraining at like, some points. But I feel like it's a good thing. And I feel again though, I feel like it's not for everyone. Cause some like again though, I wake up some mornings and I'm just like, I'm not feeling it. But mm-hmm. then two hours later, I'm like, all right, let's get after it. <laughs> so. It's amazing what a little coffee and like maybe some right? Well, energy, yeah. <laughs> right? Stretched legs. <laughs> exactly. What's next for you? What's, um, I mean, you're saying you got some IG live workouts and, and the Zoom stuff, but what else? What's on the horizon for Poppy and 
where can those um, listening in kind of keep up with man, you? Man, so as, the website, go? the website that we're getting ready to launch is something that's I'm I'm really looking forward to and I'm excited about because we're going to be able to put gear on there. We'll be able to partner with different brands that believe in our brand. And, um, I really, again, it's, I guess it's all about the time and timing because I had planned in April, which is how many months away now ago, uh, I planned in April to run an event out in California with get better to get B and, you know, combined with 10,000, we were going to do like a whole like event out in California where I was like, where I grew up and like, I was going to go to the boys and girls club and speak to the kids and, everything is just getting pushed back. I feel like every other day, you know, and they're like, Oh, things are going to open next week. And then two days before next week, it's like, Oh, we're pushing it back to next month. And it's just, so now, um, I guess it's just, you know, staying on the gas, I guess, you know, just continuing to inspire people through social media and offer, you know, classes, offer help where I can offer to talk to people like, like this again, like I take down notes and make sure that I, circle back around things that I want to do. Like I I definitely Mm -hmm. wanted to talk to you and get to know you a little bit. And I knew that it would be cool for you to get to know me just from not just doing backflips and running up hills and stuff. Now you get to see why I do that, you know? So, um, just, just keep my, you know, foot on the gas and staying positive, I guess. (laughs) Love that. I just want to say, I appreciate you one taking the time to set this stuff up because it is important. It says a lot about you. Two, I really appreciate your story because I think you have been able to embody what this podcast is about, the athletic mindset, and you put it into a mantra, you put it on some shirts, like, but you live it, you live it yeah. too. And that's why I have reached out. That's why I wanted to have you on here. So I appreciate, appreciate you, Poppy. And if I can support you in any way moving forward, please let me know. Um, the conversation doesn't have to stop here. I'm more than happy to help support the brand and you as a person. So I appreciate it. Definitely. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you having me on. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Poppy. You can hear just in the way that he talks about get better or get beat. It's more than just some words on a t-shirt. I think that's really the key takeaway for all of us here. It's great to have a motto or some saying that we can turn to, but it doesn't really mean anything until our actions really back it up. I always tell my clients, don't just talk about it. Be about it. There's no wonder that old saying is actions speak louder than words. What's something that you've been talking about for a while here and maybe you've been stalling on taking action on? I challenge you this week to take those steps necessary to back up that talk. I'm working on actually building out a program that helps people do just that, not just saying I'm going to do that. If you haven't done so already, send this episode to a friend family member or teammate who could use a boost stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by following me on instagram at Corey camp fit and remember if you can change your mindset and how you think you'll be able to change your life one thought at a time i'll see you all next week for our 50th episode